Hi, I'm Talissa. And I'm Rachel, and this is Transatlantic Crime, a true crime podcast that covers stories from each side of the pond. Every week, we will both cover a separate story with a running theme. Disclaimer, this podcast will contain swearing and details that some people may find offensive. If you are of a sensitive disposition, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Transatlantic Crime. Same place. It's New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. For all of our listeners who are listening to this on January 4th, yep. which is when our episode comes out, we are recording this on New Year's Eve. Actually on New Year's Eve, yeah. And I I don't feel that well, so I'm choking down a red wine, but it feels a bit like cold, a cup of cold sick. Like, oh, <laughs> no. kind of not in the mood. But you I need ha- like a hot toddy or something. I know, I know. But um, Carly bought some Baileys, so I might try and like sting mm. some of that off LA. But it was like 20 quid for the bottle. I know. It is expensive. I don't know why it's so expensive. No, me neither. We were trying to find like a moody one or like a snidey one, but we just couldn't. <laughs> there, I think there is one that it's it just says like Irish, Irish cream. cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the one. You've been there. Yeah, but yeah. We, we couldn't find it. We were in a rush, so we were like, oh, fuck it, whatever. Well, I hope everyone has had a safe and happy New Year's Eve and a uh, happy New Year. Yeah, I mean, what else could fucking go wrong? So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wait to see whose ass explodes tonight. like, <laughs> Or what building blows up. Yeah, um, Sam, Samuel going to drop dead. Samuel Little died yesterday, speaking of dropping dead. Yes. Yeah. That's fine, though. That's absolutely fine. I don't know what he died of, but it's annoying because obviously then we don't get to find out any more of his victims. Right. But he did do like really detailed drawings, didn't he? It's it's like Israel Keys. He left behind these stupid clues and because neither of them are alive anymore, then it's going to be so much harder to find out what happened. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, is it worth it? I'd probably sooner you yeah. were dead. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you can hear, but there's fireworks going off. And last time I checked, it's fucking 6 p.m. Like, you've got six hours till you get to do that. <laughs> like, They're going to run out. Stop being so fucking selfish. I guess I've got kids or whatever. And they might be asleep, but whatever. Um, yeah. So, to business end of things, we yes. have um, two new Patreons. Um, Yay! Well, I, I think... I think mentioned one before but i can't remember so it's worth doing again um samantha thank you very much you lovely lovely woman we love you and lauren as well you're gorgeous we love you um thank you thank you thank you but you're in america so i think i need to send some posts to rachel which includes stickers which will take a while so you will get your patreon (laughs) stuff but just please bear with me i think i said this before but all of our Patreon followers have more stickers than I do. Yes. I don't have any stickers. And the, the post office is some sort of unholy shit show because oh, it's Christmas man. and it's yeah, the I sent you a, pandemic. I sent you a Christmas present. Didn't get that, I baby. You got it. Nope. nope. <laughs> Ruth I sent it to your mom's, though, because... Well, well, yeah, because Ruth went, did you get a? Did you get my packages? Like, thinking I'm just being unbelievably ungrateful. And I was like, no. <laughs> so I've got three <laughs> Christmas presents to come, I think, which is great. Oh, probably it'll come by Valentine's Day or something. Oh, Rachel, you love me. That's what you, that's what you planned. <laughs> <laughs> that is covered. Then we have our new Patreon-only episode, 
that comes out. Mm. So from the five dollar yes. level or five pounds level above, it's me and my brother covering Keith Hunter Jesperson, and we are sat in a freezing garage, like where he plays Warhammer. but you look great it looks and sounds great thank you mate yeah the quality is definitely there probably better than our podcast to be fair but um by the way i looked at your brother's youtube he has like thousands of subscribers yeah i know geeks be mad like right. <laughs> they fucking love it and also recent- come on transatlantic crime we need to like give me a shout- brother yeah and also if there's anyone who likes warhammer and crime i'm gonna force him to give me a shout out mm, like yeah he's really we should do like a like he a d- collab episode he doesn't want to i know he doesn't want to i'm like fuck you bitch <laughs> what, what is family for i know for that and I didn't realize how many followers he had because I didn't actually look. So maybe he thinks I'm doing better than him or I think I'm doing better. You know what I mean? Like, there's a little bit of, like, unspoken sibling rivalry. So yeah. it's like, I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you. Well, you're doing better than me now, so you, you definitely need to help me. Also, I've taken off, like, the 4th of Jan and fr- the last Friday as we go back into work because I'm like, I want a three-day work week on my first week back so mm. that it just eases it in. So I'm just going to spend loads of time like doing good podcast stuff during that time. Awesome. Promotion, etc. Oh, I was just going to say, so if you want to watch that episode, um, me and my brother smoking it a lot and we're drinking Jack Daniels and we're not sponsored by Jack Daniels and I'm drinking gin in a can and we're not sponsored by gin in a can, but I'm happy for any alcoholic sponsorship. Um, And my friend Rebecca, who's also a patron, said, I watched it and it just made me want to smoke so much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you know when you watch mad men and you yeah. just want a fag and some whiskey oh, whenever i watch it i want to just pour myself a drink yeah because brandy or whiskey it's so hard but like you're you're a whiskey drinker yeah i'm not a whiskey drinker so when i drink whiskey my mm. face goes like the fires of hell and i can't <laughs> talk or walk it takes a while to get used to i think you can use something else like gin or vodka it just has to be straight because that's what mad men do okay or it has to be like a Tom Collins. Which is? It's some kind of cocktail that they made in the 50s. Hold on. <laughs> it just reminds me of the bit where my, my favorite Simpsons episode, by the way, is the one where they get a casino and Mar- Marge isn't there and she's at the casino and they're like, Dad, there's nothing for dinner. And he goes, it's OK, we can compromise. And then he goes, pie crust, cloves, Tom Collins mix. And then he just puts a spoon in it and eats it and goes, let's go get mom. so whenever i hear tom's tom collins mix i just imagine homer eating a pie with cloves and tom's tom collins mix (laughs) well anyways tom collins is gin lemon juice and sugar syrup in a tall glass with ice and then you top it with soda water and then you can put like a lemon or cherry as a garnish (sighs) i'm not the biggest gin and tonic fan because it's so bitter Mm. I mean, I'll drink it, of course, but it's not my fave. I'll do it for Mad Men. Yeah, I'll do anything for John for John Draper. Did I ever tell you about the story of when my friends went to a pub quiz in LA, mm-hmm. and they were like, "You should come," and I was just like, "I don't want to go out tonight." That's not the so attitude, Rachel. <laughs> but yeah, no. Was this, fucking this John Ham there? At least. Yes. Oh my At god! At least twice this happened to me. He was in a pub quiz. He was like one oh, of the teams. I think sitting I, really close to the table where all my friends were at. I would have like pissed myself slash gotten so wet that they would have thrown me out of the bar if I was sat next to him. <laughs> just 
internally combust. I would just be dehydrated and taken to hospital on a saline drip. (laughs) (laughs) We're being like, fuck me, it's John Hamm. Like, the most handsome man that ever walked the earth. Truly. Yeah. The second time that happened was when my friends and my husband were going out and they were like, you should come out, you should come out. And I didn't. Mm. And uh, Sam Rockwell ended up playing pool with Will. I'm not so jealous of that. He's cool, though. He's cool, but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't give me a wide on like John Ham. He's no John Ham. (laughs) I wish he wasn't called Ham. (laughs) It kind of ruins it. (laughs) He should be called John Draper. Sure. That'd be perfect. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to come to LA next year. Let's not say dates because you don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it okay. or anything. Okay, so fine. but anyway, I'm a coming. Uh, we're going to yeah. see John Hammer at pub quiz. Yes, All right. And we're g- when every everything is going to be open. Everyone is going to be healthy. Yeah, and vaccinated. We can go to bars because bars are closed right now. Yeah, they're closed here too. Unless you, well, in some areas you can have, which in Bristol being one of them, you can have a substantial meal, which is like. Mm. Just literally like a main. And then you can drink as much as you want. Here you can't go inside. You have to eat outside. Oh, well, it's always warm there, so. Yeah, I guess so. Here you get like frostbite. Um... (laughs) Like properly. (laughs) The other day I went for a jog in the morning and I could see my breath and that was the coldest I've experienced. Oh, Rachel, my heart bleeds for you. When was the last time (laughs) it rained there? (laughs) Oh, a couple of days ago. It rained really hard. There was thunder and lightning. Yeah, tropical storm. Meh. Meh. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so... Do you have any New Year's resolutions? My New Year's resolution is to get a job that pays me 10 grand more so that mm. I can take one day off a week. That's great. It's, and it's totally doable. Yeah, or, I believe in you. Or ask my job if they'll do that, which they won't. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying like I want to leave my job because I don't, but... No, it's good to have goals uh, with money and jobs. I deserve... You sound like a mom. No, but I deserve more money. Do you know I sound like my mom? My mom's like, you're lucky you've got a job. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm, yeah. You sound like a modern woman, but I just I just don't get paid enough for what I do, basically. No right. woman does. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have three tiny bits of news. Okay. Um, one, I finished watching Murder on Middle Beach, and as yes. I've said before... Madison was so attractive that it was distracting from the program. And the dad also murdered the shit out of the mum, like totally. Like that's not okay, a, I haven't watched it. It's not a spoiler. But... You only have to watch yeah. two minutes of the dad talking to know. And statistically, it's the most likely. Who else? Really? Who else? I'm sure they discuss it, but yeah. you already know. Um, two, I have bought a sling for the dog so I can wear it like a baby. And <laughs> and um, three, we just we just finished watching um, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Ooh, that's a great movie. Oh my god, it's so good. I watched it ages ago when me and Carly had like a duvet day, and we just sat and watched films. And we watched I Tonya, and we watched that I love film. That movie. I love that film too. And there's a, such an amazing bit in it, and this like isn't that much of a spoiler. But if you don't like spoilers in any sense or shape or form, then skip ahead. But um, yeah. this girl throws a can at her car and she's like, <laughs> gets out the car and she's like, who threw that can? And the, this, there's like three teenagers stood there and like one of the boy teenagers goes, uh, uh, I, I know, uh, and she just kicks him in the dick. And I'm 
And then the next, and the next person is a girl, and she goes, "What about you, sweetheart? Who do you think threw the can?" She doesn't answer her, so she just kicks her straight in the cunt. <laughs> no uh, prejudice there. Nope. And I really want to be her. I really want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> She's such a good character. Oh my god, she's an incredible character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Any news from you? I've already started my New Year's resolution. Which is? I know sign language, like <gasps> uh, really? the alphabet. Yeah, but I'm I'm going to work on like my conversational sign language. That's so cool. Yeah, that's my New Year's resolution. Also, I saw that it was like, if you get really intimidated or you think that you're not going to follow through on your New Year's resolution, you should give yourself like 30 day goals rather than a full year. That's yeah. what I'm aiming for yeah yeah definitely i'm sure there's an app for that oh yeah my goal as well like i was nearly there last year and then covid happened i got to like the second stage of like three interviews and then they just said sorry covid Mm. yeah so it's doable like i know it's doable it's just it's a lot of effort especially like with the podcast and our regular job and stuff but i believe in you thanks mate and just because something's hard doesn't mean that it's not well doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it basically right don't be afraid of it. Hard work. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Should we get into our? <laughs> Welcome to and thanks for listening to my TED, TED talk. talk. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Let's get into it. So our theme this week is dumb mistakes. Dumb mistakes. Yes. And I think so. Basically, this podcast we recorded it yesterday, and then it fucking mm. cut off, and mm-hmm. it cut off twenty minutes in at the point where I said, "In America, there seem to be a lot more dumb mistakes." I'm not calling Americans dumb. I'm just saying there's a lot more of you. There's more land, more people. More meth. More opportunity. More guns. Hide. More guns, yes. So, like, meth and guns and people and areas. Recipe for disaster. It's funny because all of those are in my story. Oh, good. (laughs) Meth, guns. It's like the recipe for stupid. Yeah. It sucks because you already know, like... Okay, for the listeners, I'm not going to tell you the title of the story, but Talissa, you already know it. Yeah. Okay, so this one's titled Several Dumb Mistakes. On January You made up 23rd, your own title? Yes. <laughs> I've started titling all of my stories now. Okay. I feel like I'm becoming more of a writer as I write these stories. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, a lot of it was like copy and paste and then change some a few words here and there. Mm-hmm. So that I wasn't completely plagiarizing, but now I, I write my stories. So she pontificated. (laughs) (laughs) It had me wondering. She thought wistfully. (laughs) Okay, on January twenty third, two thousand four, in Pico Rivera, California, which is about ten miles south of downtown LA, Juan Juarez walked up to a liquor store, Mister Ed's Liquor. Ed's liquor sat on the corner of a busy intersection next to a tall building with a sign that read The Rivera. It was nighttime and holiday lights were still up outside the store. 23-year-old Juarez was a member of the Pico Nuevo gang. On this night, I know I don't normally keep all this information in of like the placement of things, but all of this is important. Yes. Also, do you know what Pico Nuevo means? New peanut? (laughs) No, peanut is like a derogative. Let me see Do you, what the translation is. How's your Spanish? Not good. Okay. No peak. I thought that, but then I thought that was too obvious. 
No, that's pretty good. I'm really bad at languages. That's why I'm I doing am, sign language. I that's am quite good at French, thing. Rachel, because I did oh. go out with a Frenchman. Did I ever mention that before? True. True. <laughs> I should be good at Spanish because a lot of people speak it here, but... You live in LA. Not. Thing is, it's it's a romantic language, right? And it's so easy to guess. And like, I think some people like mm. have no faith in their own guessing ability. But right. you could guess from like tone, the way people point, the way people are talking, the occasion. Yes. You can guess yeah. so much from language that way. Right, right. And English does take a lot of words from every other language. A lot of words from French and a lot of words from German. Right. And from Latin, which is like the basis of all the romantic languages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Pico Nuevo is New Peak. Mm-hmm. The New Peak gang. That sounds kind of innocent. Yeah, it does. Did they, what, they mountaineer together? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure not. No. Mountains of Coke. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. On this night, he was standing at a payphone under a bent street lamp just outside the entryway of the store when two men approached him. They asked him who he was and where he was from, which... I read that that's like a challenge when you go up to a oh, okay. rival gang person. It's like, where are you from? Not your gang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's two on that's... one, though. That's not fair. Yeah, I know. It is. It's it's kind of uh, cowardly. Because it's like, would you do that by yourself? No, probably, probably not. not. He didn't go up to them. That's for sure. He's just hanging out outside Ed's. Yeah. Okay, so then out of nowhere, they pulled out their handguns and they shot him several times in the head. They ran and jumped into a waiting truck, leaving Juarez to die in the parking lot of Ed's. They were just straight in the fucking head. They weren't like body shots. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, at least I know, obviously, it's not nice to kill someone at all, but right, quick death. Yeah, that's true. So police were called and an investigation began. One police officer, Station Sergeant Kevin Lloyd, was at the scene of the crime. He had worked that part of town for over 20 years at that point, and he knew the area well. Officer Lloyd and fellow detectives suspected it to be a rival gang, possibly the Rivera 13 gang. I think probably Rivera is River, right? (laughs) Yes, good guess. (laughs) Let's see. I don't know what River is in French. Probably like Rivera. Yeah. Honestly, whenever I used to ask Vince what a word was in French, he would just speak back to me in English. It would just say the English word, but in a French accent. I'd be like, right, so it's the same. He'd be like, no, it's not the same. I'd be like, it is the same. (laughs) Can you think of a word that is? Oh, oh, loads. Um, Stuff like suspicious, um, Hmm. ambience, fragrance, stuff like that. (laughs) Anything that's... Imagining all of these in one sentence. He's suspicious, ambient, fragrance. <laughs> Anything that sounds like slightly like poncy. That's basically yeah. the French word, yeah. So Rivera is, it's like down by the river or like by the water side. Okay. That's what that means. So they're the Rivera 13 gang, possibly. Juarez's family were informed and they were devastated. Juarez had left behind his girlfriend, Michelle Sotelo, and their seven-year-old daughter. His family were further disappointed when, after months of waiting for news, the case turned cold when the police could barely come up with any leads. Mm. Ed's liquor store was old and had minimal working cameras. The bent street lamp gave off minimum light that night and led to no witnesses. 
and if there were any witnesses, they were too afraid of the rival gangs to bring attention to themselves. So it just no gets stitches. Forward. Exactly. The number <laughs> one rule. I kind of think that is a bit of a number one rule. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> In small tale murder, he always says how his Italian grandma is like, mind your business. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. like someone got shot on the street. She was like, mind your business. <laughs> Like, sla- the doors, like slapped a the phone windows. out of their hand when they were going to call yeah. 911. <laughs> it's like, how do you think he got shot in the first place? But not minding his own business. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay. So no one wanted to bring attention themselves so, to themselves so no one came forward. Um, snitches get stitches. Police had several suspects but were unable to come forward with any viable evidence. So no arrests were made. If I put my detective hat on... I would say that they probably got a gun, like a. It's like going to be like an illegal gun, so it's going to be like unmarked mm. bullets or whatever. Like because the only thing they probably got to go on is like shell casings, maybe. Yeah. Like I. I don't think there is such a thing as unmarked bullets, though. Okay, I just made that up to sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> like an unmarked car. Yeah. <laughs> I know about guns. No, I don't. You do. I Everyone don't, does. Don't know anything. Because we have to, because this is the world that we live in. <laughs> yeah, it, like every bullet has to be accounted for, I believe, with the n- serial numbers. But I thought, like, ballistics wise, when you shoot a bullet out of a gun, it makes marks on the bullet, and that's how you could tell, like, what gun it's come from. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Maybe yeah. I saw that in a film. Not sure. But, yeah, and I think there's certain bullets that only fit in certain guns. Yeah, so of course. It probably narrows it down. Yeah. But yeah, um, gang members always like saw, they saw off the serial number, don't they? Yeah. So that you can't match the bullets to the gun. Right. Basically okay. in a gang, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you don't snitch and you hide all your bullets, so uh, you are in a gang. And I shave off the serial numbers off of all my illegal handguns. <laughs> If anyone could see the visual right now, there's just guns hanging on the wall behind Talissa. It's just like her wall is filled with guns. That's not true. Describe the real visual. <laughs> just a white wall. A very red face where I'm where I'm sat on a heated blanket drinking red wine with the radiator on. <laughs> oh, do you have your heated blanket? Oh my god, Christmas! It's fucking life changing. Like. Okay, yeah. so I don't want to like lower the tone, but this this is if you want to be an adult and you want your life to be good, and you can, these are the four things I suggest you buy. A clip sucker, okay. Google it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to lower the tone by going into what Number it is. Number one. Number one, clip sucker. You'll never need a man again. <laughs> Number two, king size bed. Number three, uh-huh. king size heated blanket. Number four, yep. cordless hoover. Done. <laughs> Life done. <laughs> you're good. You're set. You can move on. You just need. You just want for nothing. What What are your like adult purchases that before you had them you were like, what the fuck was I doing with my life? I don't know. I don't know. You're a I don't simple. Have any of those things. You're so. quite like a simple country gal, though, aren't you? You're like, <laughs> and you're married, so you don't need yeah. clit suckers and king size beds and heated blankets. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a king size bed though. <laughs> That would I be would nice. love a kill king size bed. <laughs> a king size bed. What are you doing? I know they're expensive. I know they we... are, but it is an investment. 
I promise. It is. When you sleep in a bed with someone else, and I've slept in this king size bed with like men that are over six foot tall. Um, mm. how many? Let's not get into. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, it's like you can barely feel they're in there. Where are they? They're on the other yeah. side, way over the other side. <laughs> not in my fucking way. Is where they are. It's funny because sometimes I. I have these weird dreams where someone is sleeping in the bed next to me and it's not my husband, but they're like really close <gasps> to Dream cheer. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But it's like I'm really uncomfortable in my real life. I keep like moving over to the edge more, but because our bed is small, then I don't have any room. And so this person who's sleeping next to me, who's obviously my husband, yeah. is not what's wrong it's just a weird dream that i keep having did i tell you um would you say you have a better memory than me i think i think you do right have i told have i told the story before of carly having a night terror no i don't think so right so (laughs) this was just after that shitty holiday i had in france and i was like Mm -hmm. i just need something to like reset my holiday meter make it all okay Mm -hmm. again and me and Carly yeah. went to Edinburgh and she was so pissed off because it was raining all the time. But like, I don't mind the raining cold. So I was perfectly happy. Plus our holiday yeah. in France was like 32 degrees and I wanted to die. So I was mm. like, mm, lovely cold Edinburgh. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and we got a room with twin beds, like an old couple. And mm. in the night I could just kind of hear. Ah, 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 ah. And I was like, ah. what? And like it, like it woke me up, and like I looked over, and she was like going, you know, like when you try and scream in your sleep, but nothing comes out. Yes, yeah, I hate that feeling. So I very, very gently, I didn't want to like jump her awake because she's obviously already having a horrible time. So I very gently touched her arm and went, Carly. I didn't even get halfway through her name, and she just went, ah, (laughs) woke up and screamed like bloody murder i was like oh i was like gosh. it's me it's me we're in a hotel we're in edinburgh <laughs> i'm like that happened to me more times than i care to recall like i've woken really? i've woken people up from night terrors and they've just screamed in my face so next time i'm just leaving them yeah <laughs> that happened a lot in my family like all of my siblings would have that often and because we were a big family then we shared bedrooms mm. so you know but i always feel bad when they're having a bad i know she seemed terrified them, so you want to wake right you want to wake them up out of it but <sighs> yeah. i don't know what's worse waking up to me or that <laughs> <laughs> it seems like me what was her dream did, did she, oh my god it was did she, she told me and then i couldn't sleep because it was so horrible really? she said that she felt like there was a presence on the edge of her bed like standing over her and and she Ah. couldn't get away from it and it was like a like nefarious evil presence that wanted to do something horrible to her oh my gosh Uh, your hotel was haunted and I was just like oh my god that is so horrible Carly I'm so sorry you had that dream (laughs) but then obviously I have really bad anxiety and I have panic attacks but that's when I'm awake Mm. but like my mum doesn't Mm. have panic attacks she has night terrors like that. And oh, my wow. cousin Eljo doesn't have panic attacks. She has night terrors like that as well. And it makes me think maybe if you don't manifest it in your daytime, you maybe manifest it at night. Uh, I don't know, because I, I think I have both. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I never have night terrors, thank fuck, because like that is the last thing I need on my plate. <laughs> they probably happen to me like twice a year, maybe. I think I've ha- maybe had one or two in my whole life. Thank God. 
because I have a pa- I have a panic yeah. attack like every month. <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. Yeah, really tiring. Sleep is my only escape. Don't please don't ruin that for me. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, back to your dumb shit. Um, yeah, back to this dumb idiot. Okay, so no arrests were made. The case was pushed to the back of the shelf for several years until, in 2008, Officer Kevin Lloyd, who was now a detective sergeant with the sheriff, was researching for a separate case and was looking through photos of recently arrested gang members. Also, they normally take pictures of gang members and their tattoos. Yeah. This is like a side note because it helps with like witness identification. Just well, stuff tattoos like are super individual, right? Sometimes they're as when you're in a gang though, they're they tend to get a lot of the same tattoos to show that they are in the same gang. Yeah. Or like there's this one that a lot of them get and it's three dots on your hand. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's supposed to mean um my crazy life. It's in Spanish. Okay. Though, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, that is kinda cool. It kind of makes you want to be in a Spanish gang. Um so there's <laughs> also um eighty eight. Like is like a neo-Nazi one. Yes. Which like I never yeah. knew. And this guy um, who was a TV producer that I knew told me and said that he was looking because basically they cast this guy in a program not knowing that he was a neo-Nazi and he had 88 tattooed mm. on his face. And the second that he came on screen, everyone was oh like, gosh. he's a fucking neo-Nazi. And obviously the producer what? or the casting director didn't know that. I was like, what, what does 88 mean? And he's like, well, H is the eighth n- number of the alphabet. Yeah. So it's Heil H Hitler, H yeah. Heil Hitler. I was like, I can't right. clap right now because I'm holding this mic, but I was like, slow clap for you, like cleverest code ever. Uh, oh what no. a dick. Yeah, and then there's there's that other tattoo, the teardrop. Like, teardrop under the eye, how many like, people you've killed, like Yeah. It's not like it's not cool if it's not a secret anymore. Right, exactly. Like the if no one knows Like the Masons. It's cool. <laughs> right. Everyone knows. They wear those stupid they little aprons. Figure something else out. <laughs> Have you seen them? <laughs> They're yeah. fucking stupid. So stupid. Like once my yeah. uncle showed me, I just pissed myself laughing because he was once in the Masons. He was like, "This isn't supposed to be funny." <laughs> Don't they wear a ring as yeah, well? Yeah, like signet rings and stuff. Um, depending on like what rank you are. Or yeah. Whatever. Something about them creeps me out. Yeah. Apparently, they had something to do with the Jack the Ripper killings. Like that's a theory. Really. I didn't because, know that. oh God, talk to my stepdad for like two seconds. Mention Jack the Ripper and he will bore you to death with this. Apparently, okay. like a method of killing them is to put their intestines over their left or their right shoulder. And it's like a Masonic ritual killing. And apparently there was a Masonic oh. sign in the wall in blood and they were told to wipe it off before anyone saw what? it. But it was written in the police report. But again, that's a massive conspiracy theory about Jack the Ripper. Yeah. All right. Well, back to tattoos. Mm. A lot of gang members have the same tattoos, except for this guy. So as Officer Lloyd flipped through the photos, he stopped on one man, 25-year-old Anthony Garcia, or known by his Rivera 13 gang members as Chopper, as in like a helicopter. Mm -hmm. Garcia had been arrested several times over the past few years, and there were multiple photos of him from each time he was arrested. Detective Lloyd noticed Garcia's tattoos across his chest. The photos showed a progression as tattoos were added over the years. 
And here we go. In the first photo of Garcia, taken after a misdemeanor arrest in 2005, so a year after Juarez had been shot in 2004, um, it showed a tattoo across his chest depicting a chopper shooting bullets at a Mr. Peanut character. (laughs) Peanuts was a demeaning term that gangs called rival gang members. I just think it's ridiculous to have uh, the Mr. Peanut he's, character tattooed He's the classiest of all the peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what he looks like, um, then Google it. But he is a peanut, as in like the type of peanuts you give to elephants in a circus where they're not unwrapped. They're still in their little double shape. And he's really classy, right. so he's got on a monocle and a top hat. <laughs> and a top hat. And I think he a may cane have a too, cane. right? Yeah. <laughs> We should do one of those things. You know how for TV shows or movies, they make memes and it's like, here's four pictures out of context of the new Wonder Woman movie. For this episode, it should be a Mr. Peanut. (laughs) Just helicopter. Just thinking Uh, of him makes me laugh. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Imagine having it seriously tattooed that on That tattoo like, artist it's not a must joke. have just been like, you want what now? <laughs> right. And as I've told you before, that's why my brother quit tattooing, because like, the shit he had to tattoo mm. on people, he was like, this is just such garbage. <laughs> like, yeah. Playboy bunnies, dolphins, like, I heart, mum, like, just shit. It's like tattoo artists probably get into their profession because they love drawing and And my brother's great at art. He's so good. He's amazing. Yeah. And my dad's really good as well. And like, I'm quite good at art. I got an A star at GCSE. Thank you very much. And it's just (laughs) something that runs in our family. And I think Tom thought he was going to be doing amazing, like, like on his back, he's got, um, if you've ever played Street Fighter on the back Mm. of, I can't remember the name of the character, but like on the back of his gi, which is the name of the... Okay. like judo like thing that you wear he's got a sign yeah. and it's like a japanese symbol and like my brother's got that on his back with like all the street fighter shit in it and it looks so cool yeah and then cool. they're like so i want like a rat that says keep on trucking and he's like man <laughs> <laughs> um will has this joke that he wants to get a raisin a california raisin i don't know if you know what those are they were like characters in the 80s and no. 90s. But he wants to get a, a raisin. It's kind of like Mr. <laughs> Peanut. It's just a raisin character. Tattoos aren't a joke. That's my no. mantra. <laughs> Tattoos aren't meant to be funny. Right. That's true. But Will wants to get a raisin on a motorcycle and underneath it says raisin hell. <laughs> Count him into it. <laughs> I didn't marry him, so <laughs> none of my yeah. business. It won't no. happen. No. <laughs> it won't happen. Won't <laughs> you can say to the so, tattoo yeah. eyes, you can write Rachel Hell. <laughs> okay, that was the picture of the first tattoo. It, in 2005, is just a helicopter shooting at a Mr. Peanuts character. Hmm. Um, and the Peanut character had a bullet right in its forehead. Hmm. The second photo taken after an arrest in 2006 showed that Garcia had added to the tattoo a liquor store that looked eerily familiar to Detective Lloyd. It literally says Mr. Ed's Liquor. Well, it's not it's not eerily similar. It is. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like he's asking to be caught. But like, 
I just really admired that murder. Like, I just wanted to remember it forever. Whoever did it, not me. Yeah. The detective, when they interviewed him later, he was like, this guy put a lot of thought into this tattoo scene. How bizarre. Like, with all the details, even though I sent it to you. Yeah. And it looks like shit um, still. It's um, not that good. I think for the sake of this, I'll describe it to you. I'll look at it and describe it. Because it needs to be described. Wait, let me read the last bit. So that was the second picture of the tattoo. The last photo taken most recently that year in 2008 had Garcia adding even more detail, including a bent street lamp and a building titled the Rivera. Above the scene in bold letters was tattooed, Rivera kills. So describe describe it, it. Right, for one... He looks about 12 because he's got mm-hmm. pure bum fluff on his like, do you call it that? Like, what do you call it when teenagers have like a really shit mustache and beard, but they try and make it into something? I mean, we would don't say, say bum, but fluff? yeah. What would you say? <laughs> I don't know, like peach, peach fuzz. fuzz yeah. Or... So he's got like his yeah. tiny peach fuzz mustache and beard. And then it looks like someone with a shit biro has tried to make their own comic. The best bit about it is the bit that says Rivera kills above it. Yeah, that's done pretty well because it's like nice. Yeah. Flat. And he's also like, as a side note, he's got like, like, you know, when like, oh, it's the worst tattoo ever and loads of people have it. I think a lipstick mark kiss. He's got mm, that as well above yeah. it. And I mean, the chop is pretty yeah. badass, actually, but like. <laughs> I, it looks like a cartoon, though. The chopper has, like, an angry yeah. face. Like, an angry, it's happy personified. face shooting down yeah, bullets. Yeah, per- the chopper's yeah. meant to be a person. But I would say, like, the main thing to notice that is that it just looks like he got a biro and did it himself in a mirror. That is yeah. just the problem I have with it. <laughs> like, he just drew on himself with Like, pen. your mum would come in and go, wipe that off, we've got to go to a christening. <laughs> I remember being really bored with my boyfriend once, like a long, long time ago. Obviously my ex-boyfriend, but I just started drawing on his arm like a tattoo with just a Dude, blue This is pen. when you had uni and you had no- literally nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's what this yeah. looks like. Like it was yeah. shitty and it was drawn It was in no pen, way professional looking. it didn't looking. come off. No. no. It looks like it was done in prison, maybe. That happens. It, maybe some of it was. Well, I don't know if he went to prison during that time. He was arrested. Yeah. Just for misdemeanors, so. Okay. After studying the last photo, Detective Lloyd had a hunch and drove down to where the scene of the crime had taken place four years before. He compared crime scene photos to the tattoo. He found that everything matched up on the tattoo, down to the Christmas lights on the store, to the trajectory of the bullets, to the placement of where the victim fell. It's all there, in black and white. Yeah, he said later on it was like, it was like looking at a crime scene sketch, like a shitty crime scene sketch. Apart from the person is a peanut. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he also had other tattoos that they looked at that it was like a gang member kind of choke holding... Mm. A monocled top hat. Yeah, Mr. Peanut's having a hard time on this guy's chest. On this 12-year-old's, like, (laughs) chest. Like, you couldn't tell if it was a 12-year-old girl or a 12-year-old boy. Like, it's... But they're... It's really prepubescent. And, yeah, and then there's another one of a gang member just pointing a gun. So they looked into those to see if they matched up to any crimes, but they couldn't find anything that matched up to those tattoos. But it's not like they're, like crime crimes you know what do you mean what's a gang crimes his main 
tattoo is a depiction of somebody actually getting shot and mm-hmm. being dead. The other two tattoos that he has They aren't proof are, proof, I guess. Right. It's not like somebody mm-hmm. died or... Yeah. Yeah. As Garcia was already in custody, Lloyd, along with fellow law enforcement, devised a plan. While Garcia sat in his holding cell, detectives disguising themselves as older gang members were brought in and struck up a conversation with him. As they expressed interest in his tattoo, he was very boastful, immediately telling them the story of its origin. As if he couldn't guess, just by looking. <laughs> oh, what's that uh, Mr. Peanut tattoo you got there? A fucking three-year-old can tell you what's happening in that photo. So uh, tell me the story. What, what, what inspired this amazing you piece of You must be really tough. They said later on that Garcia spoke of the murder with arrogance and pride, readily sharing the details of what happened that night. Garcia was immediately arrested for murder while in the holding cell. His accomplice on the night of the murder, 28-year-old Robert Armijo, was also arrested as Garcia confessed he was the getaway driver. He wasn't the other shooter, but he was the driver. Dragged him down with him, which won't go down well in prison, I'm sure. Snitches. Snitches get fucking boiling water thrown at them with sugar in it. Yeah. Armijo was charged with assault with a firearm and voluntary manslaughter. So here's a couple of things that Garcia did that were also dumb mistakes. While awaiting trial, Garcia fell further into trouble. Uh, he conv- The first thing was he convinced his mother, brother, and another Rivera 13 gang member, Manuel Bermudez, to smuggle drugs into jail while he was there so oh, that he could sell them. I Garcia's- re- and you know how you smuggle drugs yeah. into jail. <laughs> Garcia's brother helped Bermudez to prep meth and heroin into golf ball sized bags and helped him hide them helped in his him. rectum. Pushed a golf ball yes. up his ass. <laughs> and what was the, the conversation, conversation we had yesterday, yesterday was about... you were always anxious, like, what if one of them bursts? And I said, well, if, if it bursts up your ass, yeah. you're fine because your ass is designed to push things out. If it bursts in your stomach, you're fucked because <laughs> yeah. it absorbs really quickly and making yourself sick is hard. Yep. And then we have the conversation of if, if you had to have. I've got a gun to your head and you have to choose. Are these drugs going up your ass or are you no. swallowing them? They're golf ball size, so it's probably up the ass for me. <laughs> yeah, it's true because if something happens, you can easily you can get rid of them. You can shit that out so easy. You can easily... You could get that out with your yeah. hand. <laughs> also, when some people get scared, then they do shit themselves. So it's like you and don't you even have to do scared. anything. <laughs> I would. And Did I tell you once so... I went to a festival and there's toilets just before you go just before you get in the queue to get in. Um there was some porta loos mm-hmm. um or porta potties, I believe you call them in the USA. Um some yes. porta loos and uh <laughs> I went in one just to have a wee before we got in the queue because I was like, well the queue's gonna be ages. And there's just fucking condom wrappers all over the floor where people had clearly put drugs Ooh. and condoms to shove them up their ass. Because the only other option is people are having sex in that toilet and they're not doing that. It sounds like a sad life. Yeah. I remember once as well, we had to sneak pills into um, a festival and for some reason I got lumbered with it. And <laughs> why am I telling oh. this story on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I was absolutely shitting myself. I was like, why am I doing this? This is your 20s though. I was like, I'm going to get years in prison for this. And I put them in my pants and just walked past the dogs. And I was like, Stupid dogs. 
They don't know. They don't. They're just there to be cute. <laughs> scare they do that in scare um, me. Have you ever watched Broad City, the TV show? Yeah. She hides weed in her fanny, in her underwear, and she's like, "It's nature's pocket." Yeah, it is nature's pocket. <laughs> and plus, as a woman, we have the option of up the fanny instead of the ass, which right. That's true. Golf ball up the fanny is much more preferable to up the ass. I still, I don't like that. It still <laughs> makes me very nervous. Why? Because you, I guess you could get rid of it quick, but not as quick as the other route. It's very true, Rachel. And I don't want anything, I don't want anything bursting in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have my ass damaged than my fanny. <laughs> it's true. That, do you know what though? I'm with you there. Okay, the third picture in the out of context uh, meme that we're making for golf this ball. is a Mr. Peanuts, <laughs> a golf ball, <laughs> a little toy helicopter. Um, all right. So he helped him uh, push those up his butt. <laughs> Bermuda's was it. supposed to meet. <laughs> Bermuda's was supposed to meet Garcia at the courthouse to pass along the drugs but was intercepted by authorities who received a tip-off. And I really want to know who did that tip-off. Who is he told? Yeah. Who's going around talking about I know, don't brag about that. (laughs) Yeah. Garcia's mother, Vivian, was arrested along with the two men for harboring her son. So when the cops were looking for him, she hid I know that, like, every mother loves her son, but he is a bad apple. Yeah. Although the Garcia family in this story, they all don't seem like great characters okay. um which we're going to get into even more so the second stupid thing that garcia did to get himself into more trouble was when he convinced his two girlfriends and his father to collect unemployment checks under his name again two girlfriends i haven't got a boyfriend <laughs> where's my fucking boyfriend just go to jail talissa i probably am after i told that we'll fucking pill story <laughs> see you there you didn't say what kind of pills. They could have been Advil. They could have been ibuprofen. You should be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've got. Yeah. That's my court. Yeah. Uh, okay. Over the course of two years, while Garcia waited in prison, 47-year-old Juan Garcia, Anthony's father, who was also a gang member, by the mm-hmm. way, as well as girlfriends Cynthia Limas, who was 25, and Sandra Jamez, who was 45, filled out paperwork under the guise of Anthony Garcia and collected his unemployment checks at their separate homes, which is also very illegal. You, you can't have it be sent to all different places. Oh, no. When, when is this? When is the story based? 2008? Or, yeah, 2008. Yeah, I guess checks are still being used, aren't they? You do go yeah. cash check. Yeah. We just don't. I still do that now sometimes. I think in America it's still a thing, but like here, like, no. Nobody right. has checks, like, ever. They've really yeah. been eradicated because yeah. it's just a, it's basically a piece of paper that says, I promise you money. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a fucking bank's IOU. It's worth nothing until it's in the bank. Right. And how easy is it to pass off? It one takes of like four days to come here. <laughs> so right. old. I remember moving when I lived in London for a couple of years and Ipswich, just being used to that, like not using checks ever again in my yeah. life. Yeah. And then having to move back to America and basically have to learn how to write a check. I know. It's stupid. They're not safe. They're silly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's not that hard, though, to write a check. No, it's not. Which I learned. (laughs) Is this this why you go to prison as well? (laughs) See you there. (laughs) 
Yeah. So they also made calls to the unemployment office pretending to be Anthony. That's definitely illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is kind of stupid because when you sign up for unemployment, you have to call them and tell them why you're signing up for unemployment. I got let go from my job or I broke my leg or whatever. Yeah. So whatever they said wasn't true as well. Yeah. And, and those Because obviously he was in They prison. might be recorded, those calls as well. So that's like proof. I think they yeah. are. They probably are. Yeah. Once they received the checks, the money was deposited to Anthony's jail inmate account, as well as fellow gang members' inmate accounts. That's a fake trail. Yes. So, dumb. Dumb Very mistake. Dumb. So this put Garcia further into hot water. The three accomplices were able to rack up close to $30,000 over those two years. All three were arrested for unemployment fraud. Yeah, that's fucked. $30,000 is, is a lot, lot of money. For someone in jail, too. Like, what are Noodles. you spending it on? <laughs> Noodles. <laughs> Say that. They're like I 25 ate... cents. Like, how long is 30 grand going to last? I ate you, noodles you know? today for lunch and I have no shame. <laughs> like ramen They're noodles great. that you get in prison. Like, that, I ate those. <laughs> those are such a good comfort food sometimes. I'm just though. ill at the moment. I couldn't be bothered. Like, basically, my, I have a secret way of doing them as well, right? So, boil the kettle, crunch them up, put them in a bowl, pour the boiling water over them. And then you add peas so that you're not total scum. Then you put them in mm -hmm. the oven, um, the microwave, and then you microwave them for two minutes. And then you take them out and then you drain off the excess water. Then you add the flavorings that the flavorings like stronger. Then you add yeah. a little dash of sesame oil and hot sauce. Bingo. Oh, yeah. Fancy. I'd be fine in prison. <laughs> I got your hot sauce packs right here. <laughs> Come ye, come ye, for Talissa's special ramen noodles. You do great in jail, Talissa. You have tons of boyfriends. Five. Everyone would love you for your ramen uh, recipes. Maybe and... life on the outside just isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think, what's the thing that you would, if you were in prison, like, what would you miss My mom. the most? That's it. <laughs> okay. But, like, you can talk to your mom. Like, you can write letters or call Um, or Like, I went traveling for, like, four months on my own. And, like, that's when I first met you. And I didn't have any comforts of home. And I didn't miss... Right. I didn't miss anything. I didn't have... T like, a lot of the time I didn't have TV. I didn't, like... As long as I had my phone on me and I had music and I could speak yeah. to my mom... I was fine. How much access do you have to music, though, in jail? Because yeah, it's music that gets me through. I think without sounding, without trying to sound like a soft right. boy, like. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so Garcia went to trial in May 2011 for first-degree murder. At the trial, his taped confession to the undercover cops were played, and photos of the tattoo were analyzed. Garcia smirked throughout <sighs> the process even during emotional testimonies from the victim's family members. Juarez's girlfriend and mother of their daughter, Michelle Sotelo, testified that the tattoo was the stupidest thing Garcia did. And for that I thank you, she said. Because without that stupid tattoo, you wouldn't have been caught. No, probably not. Probably not. Well said. Like, yeah. Thing is, I kind of feel like with gang crimes, like police sort of go between you. It's a bit like the mob. Sorry to mention the Sopranos mm. again, but not sorry because yeah. I fucking love it. The mob don't touch the families, do you know what I mean? It's between the men right. that are in the gangs and that's it. They don't shoot 
Yeah, I mean the mob is a yeah. gang. They don't it's shoot girlfriends and ch- they don't shoot girlfriends and children mob. and families and stuff. Right. Yeah, and uh there was a gang member that Anthony Garcia knew in his gang, the River Th- Rivera 13 gang, and he was cousins with Juarez the yeah. guy that got shot. So Garcia didn't know that uh, one of his fellow gang members was cousins with so that was bad too. But also, it's going to happen. You're in a gang. There's going to be different, yeah, family members who are in different places. Just don't no. be in a gang. No. That's all. So during the sentencing, the judge reprimanded Garcia for his arrogant behavior during the trial. He said, It would appear from your attitude of non-remorse and your smirks, you have a sociopathic yeah. tendency. You are a serious, serious danger mm-hmm. to society, Judge McNew told Garcia. I don't know what thought you've given to your future. You have no, no real future. How old is he? He was 21 when he shot. That's really Morris. sad, though, because like they get them young. And they say, like, yeah, you kill exactly. someone to like prove that you're in the gang and it solves a problem for them. But they don't take any heat for right. it because, like, they they just need a lackey. Yeah, but he there are stories, obviously, of people getting pressurized to do things, like you just said. But this guy was like smirking and trying to show how tough he was the whole time. So he had no. Do you know? Do you know why he shot him? Or just like general gang unidentified beef? Gang. Uh, Garcia was sentenced to sixty-five years to life (gasps) in prison for the killing of Juan Juarez. His accomplice Robert Armijo was sentenced to twenty years. Police believe the tattoo was a huge help in cracking. Yeah, I'd say so. Detective Kevin Lloyd said that in all of his 30 years in law enforcement, he's never seen a tattoo that depicted an entire crime scene. Hey, guys, guys, guys. And that is the story of the several dumb mistakes of Anthony That was great. Hey, guys, guys, guys. Here's a picture of what I did. (laughs) What a cock. Can you imagine being the cop, though, and being like, just flipping through, you know, you you see the red lipstick a bunch of times or the three dots and then all of a sudden you're like, what's this Mr. Peanuts yeah, character doing? That's like me. That's like me having a picture of pills undefined. Yeah. Advil. Tattooed on my ass and just showing it to anyone that would look. <laughs> like, come on. So tough. Look how to hard listen. I am. That would get you far in prison, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> With your ramen skills and your, <laughs> I don't even need the butt, butt tattoo. I'm already brilliant, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good at doing French plats. And my cousin is um, mixed race, and she kind of taught me how to do cornrows when she was trying to save money. <laughs> she was oh, like, "Look, okay. I, this is a lot of money every time. Could you try and learn?" And we got like halfway through and gave up, but I was so close. <laughs> so you could do all kinds of hair, yeah. kind of. I love watching women's prison programs where they say how they make makeup in prison and like all this kind of stuff. That would just be so depressing though. I'm glad that we're not in prison. Yeah, me too. Although we have spoken about how I kind of don't mind the idea of being in a cult because it takes away choices. And it's not like I'm bad at making choices as in like decisiveness. I just feel like the choices I do make take me in the wrong direction. (laughs) Are you like it's just it just can be overwhelming. You like the cult is not the answer. You're like, I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that, but I didn't mm. want to say it. Maybe prison <laughs> is the answer, Talisa. Just <laughs> fucking hell. Right. Okay. I've got to do some new. Go like go do something really badass. Like go punch 
President Trump yeah. in the face, and then ev- you'll ha- you'll be is that so a, is popular that a felony? in jail. For the president, probably. probably is, yeah. See what I can do. But the thing is, I'm coming to America soon, so I don't really want to... Um, I don't want to implicate myself in any sort of American crimes. So I want to get part. No. <laughs> You've already talked about hiding drugs. They, were, they could have been anything. We're not threatening the president. <laughs> they could have been paracetamol. Um, yeah, I don't want to incriminate myself into anything if I'm going to be traveling to the States soon. Okay, so my story is, I've never heard of it before, and it's an English story. And okay. they are called, this is the dumb mistakes of the Mascal twins. Mm, okay. Okay. So... Robert and Jonathan Maskell were born on the January 28th, 1987, uh, which makes, oh, yeah, and that me. makes them Aquariuses. And Aquariuses are kind of weird. I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> Carly, <laughs> my best friend, is an Aquarius, and she just doesn't like playing by the rules. It's just not, it's just not for her. So <laughs> when, her birthday, birthday is February the 2nd. Okay. My sister-in-law is a, an Aquarius. Yeah, when's her birthday? The 26th. Yeah, she's Aquarius. 26th. That'll be why she's like she is. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So um, they lived in Edmonton, East London, um, and they had learning difficulties and found it hard to make friends. Um, and by the age of 18, a lot of people described them as outcasts. Because they were so socially awkward, they found it hard to find work and had been fired from their job at a zoo in Broxburn, Hertfordshire for crashing a Jeep. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, but once okay. you got fired, you'd be like, totally worth it. Because of this, and this is a throwback for you, they spent a lot of time on MSN speaking to girls who were pre- oh, who were predominantly yep. underage. What was your oh, screen Oh, it was like tis17 at hotmail.com, mm. which is still an email now if anyone wants to email yep. me. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> um, so because of this, they spent a lot of time on MSN speaking to girls who were predominantly underage, which is not good. Okay. They And I didn't know yeah. whether to include this or not because it seemed a bit like satanic panicky. But basically it said they had mm. gothic deranged fantasies, but then I couldn't find any details on what that is. What I don't know, that is that mean? vampire they just stuff? just liked black clothes? Yeah, or... or you like Marilyn Manson. It could be one or the other. Yeah. It's, a, it's a broad spectrum, a gothic fantasy. It's yeah. broad, so yeah. So on the day before their 18th birthday, which was January the 27th, 2005, put this in context, 2005 was the year mm. I left school. So I was all over mm, MSN like a rash. They wanted to yeah. go out, but they had no money. So they asked their friend, Dwayne Johnston. And is it just me or is Dwayne Johnson the rock? Yeah, well, it's not him. Yes. It's not <laughs> it's just not you. him. Okay, totally <laughs> different guy. So he's just got out of juvie yeah. like, that day. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, he was a classmate from their college. So they asked him if he would help them get some cash. And he had been released that very same morning for driving offences, and he was banned from driving. So okay. they came up with a plan to rob their grandmother and take over her house for a party, since they... You've got no mates! Oh. Who are you inviting? <laughs> Your underage <laughs> girlfriends, I suppose. Um, since they knew she had about £1,000 in life savings. That's kind of a sad life savings. Yeah, but sad. it gets sadder. So... Honestly, I've been a mess during lockdown. This morning, I watched a program about, like, basically me and Carly have a section of programs that we like to watch called Your Life is Shit of the Mine. And, like, we put all the programs in this section. And one of the sections is from Channel 5. And it's a program called It's Your Fault I'm Fat. And it's basically, like, this is the sort of shit Channel 5 get away with. (laughs) It basically says teenagers mostly go to their parents 
you keep like loads of snacks in the house and stuff or like you overfeed me because dad left or something like that and so then the whole family go on like a fitness regime for six weeks and they lose weight and like that's that's the program so it's just really simple easy watching and we were watching that and there was a guy on there and he wanted to join the marines and like his trainer took him to like a marines training place and like and he did it all he didn't stop once and like all the marines were like you did so well like keep going my friend like you're gonna be with us one day you're like one of our brothers and i'm not joking i just went i was like i can't handle this (laughs) and then i saw a really old dog in the park (laughs) i was like it's too much it's like everywhere you turn there's just something that pushes you fucking love and sadness combined like, like guy who wants to join the Marines gets Aww. his dreams met. Old dog being old. Yeah. <laughs> Can't, Rachel. <laughs> right, okay. Back to the story. So, um, 74-year-old Angelica Hallwood was originally from Malta. She wasn't actually the twins' biological grandmother, but she had adopted them as her own and was reportedly really sweet to them. Standing at just four foot ten inches tall. Tiny Aww. grandma. She lived alone on the ground floor of her home yeah. because she could no longer climb the stairs. And she obviously can't afford a standard stair lift or like, you know, which, by the way, I worked for them and they're an Andover-based company. Um, so, <laughs> and they ain't cheap. And she's only got a £1,000 savings, which is about to get stolen. Yeah. This isn't the first time the twins had stolen from her. They previously took £800 hidden in her bedroom in the previous year of 2004. So I wonder... Like, it doesn't really say what happened there, but, like, I wonder what she was like, where's my fucking money gone? So she just kept... Maybe she's not counting it, right. she's just adding to it. Not really worried. Yeah. Um, The night of their 18th birthday, their family had actually thrown them a party at their house. But they snuck away from this at 11pm to rob Angelica Hallward. The twins agreed to meet up with Johnson and sneak into Angelica's house. Neighbours reported hearing loud bangs just a few minutes later. Once inside the house, which was in complete darkness... The brothers pulled bags of money from her wardrobe and drawers in the bedroom while Dwayne punched her in the face. What kind of asshole An does old, that? 74 year old lady, you could have just held her down. Or just put her in the other room. A- anything. She's, She's not four foot do ten. Anything. She's oh. from Malta. Have you been to Malta? They're tiny. I've never been. <laughs> I've been, and like when I was a kid, I had white blonde hair. Um, and so all the waiters were like, mm. oh, my God, look at this cute kid. Like, they were, like, obsessed. So this is horrible, by the way. Trigger warning. Um, Dwayne also forced his forearm onto her neck, causing her to suffocate as she lay on the floor. There is so no need for this. Like, if you wanted to steal her money, you could have just no. put balaclavas on and done it. And she probably would have just let them. Unless she was a fighter, and that's why they were holding her <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, but you don't need to hold her down by her neck. Like... No. Um, once yeah. she was subdued they and they had her money, they ran away from the scene and dumped some photographs in an alley nearby because they realised they weren't cash as they thought they were. In total, they stole around £2,000 in Angelica's savings. So it's okay, Rach. She had a bit more than a grand. Still not great, though. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. on the, I mean, she's got more savings than me. I got nothing. This is a very sad, sad story. Though. I'm sorry for that. You should have gone first. Uh, no, I should have gone first. You should have gone second. <laughs> yeah. On the way back to their house, the twins tried to buy £40 in mobile top-up cards, but were told by the shopkeeper that the money was so old that it wasn't even legal tender anymore. It probably uh, had, like, fucking George V uh, on it. 
it probably had like yeah. the queen's dad on it so right. <sighs> which means that maybe it was passed down from maybe her she was, family which they're trying to play worse. they're trying to pay him like shillings they went to get a kebab and returned to the party like nothing had happened so the next morning joan mm. Horwood, angelica's daughter tried to knock at her mother's door but got no answer Dwayne, who lived close by and spotted her told her he could get into the house by slipping the chain because it was the same as his house Joan then found her mother lying dead on the bedroom floor. Joan assumed it was a burglary gone wrong as the whole bedroom was in disarray, with all Angelica's possessions strewn about and drawers hanging open. A post-mortem examination found evidence of a punch to the face, fractures to her chest and signs of asphyxiation. It was revealed Angelica had been punched so hard that the bones in her face had been smashed. She is 74 and 4 foot 10. That's like hitting yeah. a child. Not necessary. That is the equivalent of a child. Yeah. Like, delicacy-wise really and height-wise. And when you're 18, when you're an 18-year-old young man, you have a lot of strength. Especially if you're all hyped up on stealing yeah. shillings from an old lady. Not necessary. <laughs> Trying to buy fucking £40 credit with a threepence. You fool. <laughs> right. <laughs> um... So once the brothers were told of the news, they acted shocked and sad and then immediately immediately went on a shopping spree with all the money that was still legal tender. So they like sorted it out, I suppose, and figured out like what they could use and what they couldn't. Okay. Um, yeah. Jonathan bought a new mobile phone for £170. This is how fucking stupid he is. As he was showing it off, however, a group of youths mugged him for it. So he went uh-huh. home. So he went uh-huh. home to collect more of his stolen money and bought another new identical phone. What yes. an idiot. Can you imagine the shopkeeper who you again. was like, oh, yeah. you're back. <laughs> he has got a twin brother, though, so could have passed it off. Dwayne raised suspicion by letting Joan into the house and was interviewed as a witness. He quickly cracked and told the police the whole thing was a plot by the Mascot twins. He revealed Jonathan was going on about robbing her because she had money in her wardrobe. Police later found fingerprints on a coffee jar and a boot print on an envelope linking them to the crime. Police then started looking into the mm. brothers and found that they had bragged earlier. This is the dumb part. So they found that they had bragged earlier in January 2005 to their 15-year-old girlfriends that they had been talking to online who came forward to tell the police what they knew. They had began bragging even before it happened that they had killed their grand for her £1,000 life savings. They had they hadn't even done what? it and they said that they had. So Robert's okay. girlfriend in air quotes, Siobhan Henderson, which can I say is spelled S I O B H A N Irish for Siobhan. Yes. And last week yes. I said what yes. did I say? Myriad. When her name wasn't Myriad, her name was Yes. Maraid. So I'm not an ignorant cunt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just want to like clear that up. <laughs> it's hard. Irish and Scottish and Welsh names can just be Confusing. all sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the name, this is a very common name in Ireland is A-O-I-F-E. Aoife. Like you and I know that, but they would say, if, any, if someone came to America O-I-F-E? with that name, then A-O-I-F-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's another yeah. one? Um, Neve, but it's spelled N-I-A-M-H. Niam. Yeah. How confusing! But I th- I think Neve and Aoife are so so pretty. Like, they're such pretty names. Yeah, me too. 
but I feel like with my stupid name, I can't say anything about anyone's name ever. I know yeah, but like, yours is like readable. It can be a little bit confusing, but it's you would not... think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, Rachel, people cannot read it. Like, yeah. hello, is this Talixa? Who would call their kid that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it sounds like you were named after a candy bar, Twix. Like Tixie Licks is a cough mixture over here, and I sound like I swear to God, someone has called me that before. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, uh, Grimes's and Elon Musk's baby is X A E A twelve. Surely they just call it a Z or something. Yeah, they they said they just call it X for sure. Fuck me. I can't believe Elon Musk going out with Grimes. I know it's so, isn't it That's weird? That's so weird. That's the weirdest pairing I've it ever really heard. It is. Yeah. Like, I don't know her that well. I don't even know her music that well, but... I was, like, obsessed with her for a while. Really? Yeah, and then she... And then she married Elon Musk, Musk and you exactly. realize she's pure evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's worth, mean. like, six billion dollars or something like that. Isn't he the richest man in the world? The guy who owns Amazon, Jeff Bezos, is the richest man in the world. And then he's shortly underneath. Yeah, Elon Musk is up there for And sure. then shortly underneath him is Bill Gates? I don't know if if he's still up there. Bill Gates gives a lot of money to um, coronavirus shit and um, pandemic stuff and like vaccine stuff, and that's why there's that whole QAnon theory that he is trying to take over the world. Mm. But like the other day, I had to um, explain to somebody what QAnon was, and I was like, I don't know where to start. Like <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, okay, right, I'm gonna break it down into like four facets. So yeah. like. One of them is they think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rach, because you might know better than me, I don't know. But one of the facets is they believe in like Pizzagate, which is where like Hillary oh Clinton gosh. and loads of people had like an underground child abuse ring at a pizza place somewhere. And yeah. Trump is going to uh, break that up somehow. The man that rapes people and grabs people by the pussy is going to help a, right. a pedophile He's ring. He's going to be the savior of it all. Yeah. Um, another theory is obviously very strong anti-vax um, yes. notion. Yeah. Um, another theory is like part of the old um, David Icke lizard people theory mm. in that like Jews run the world and loads of people that lead the world are lizards. Yeah. Um, and another arm um, recently has been that like uh, COVID isn't real. Yeah. And it's a hoax. Yes, the just QAnon is just all of conspiracy theories gone mad. Yeah, there's a really good podcast that I listened to recently. I can't remember the name of it, but it basically delves into the history of how QAnon started. Wow. Yeah. So it's just I would one like episode. to listen to that. Yeah, I'll send it to you, and I'll I'll try and like fin uh share it on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, because um, I can't think of the name right now, but. It's really good, and it's only one episode, so it's it's very like uh, condensed, concise the history of it. Yeah, yeah, and also it only came to my interest recently because uh, Carly, my housemate, has a friend at work who her and her husband like weren't good anyway, mm. and then during pandemic he got sucked into QAnon. Mm. and then he started saying that he didn't want their daughter to have the flu vaccine or any vaccines at all yeah and he started like saying to her like oh you poor pathetic fool you don't understand and stuff and she was like get the fuck out of my house right. like 
she was like, I'm done. I like, really, I have this theory because I have family members who have fallen into those kinds of conspiracy theories. And I really think that it's a way of people not dealing with their own trauma, them concentrating yeah. so much and being so passionate about anything any kind of conspiracy theory is just a way of like not facing your own problems that's my theory also it gives you a sense of superiority over other people yeah like you know and they don't yeah that, and i think that's what it gives the vast majority of the believers of it yeah i think i think about 80 percent are people who want power mm-hmm. and about 20 percent are just fucking crackers right they want some kind of control so having all this quote unquote knowledge is like giving and them And being control. in an exclusive group. And it's almost like a cult, isn't it? It's yeah. like being in this exclusive group that knows better than everyone else. Right. It reminded me of, and me and Carly were speaking about it, and it reminded me of, you know, um, Louis Theroux did The Most Hated Family in America. Yes. About the Westboro Baptist Church. Yes. And there's a guy that joined and he was a journalist and he went to see them as a journalist and then mm. he ended up joining. Yeah. And then his daughter ended up leaving. And then the guy said, why do you think that he joined? And she said, because he wants to be in control all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this lets him be in control all the time. Yeah. So he just got sucked in. And in that, ch- in that church, it's like a super patriarchy. Yeah. Like, Normal society is a patriarchy, but that society is like patriarchy without question. Yeah. And I think the people the people who are sucked into QAnon are like older white people, possibly yeah. boomers. Who feel like they're losing power from women yes. and people of color. Right. And gay people and trans people and non-gender binary people. Right. They're like who are these people rising up and stealing our power? I need to claw yeah. some back. Right. No, 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 no. Like equality isn't a pie. They're just yeah. saying they're the same as you. They're not right. saying they're better than you. No. Nobody's they're not going to take anything that. away from you. Are you like a five-year-old child that doesn't want to share your toys? I know. There are five-year-olds that are better at life than you. Right. You fucking children. Anyway, that's enough of our rant. Okay. Back to the <laughs> okay. story. Back to the story. There's not much left. We can rant <laughs> after. Yeah. Um, or until Jenny arrives, at least. So, um, so anyway, like I said, they began bragging even before it happened. So these girls sang like canaries. They were like, "Fuck you." So, <laughs> um, Robert's in air quotes girlfriend, um, Siobhan Henderson, who had once planned to run away from home in Darlington, County Durham, to meet him, mm-hmm. at first just thought it was, that it was a sick joke. She later told police Robert said that he killed his grandmother, that he had beaten her up and hit her with a hammer. Jonathan also said it as well. I thought they were lying because they like bragging. Yeah. I didn't believe it. He said, we have killed her. So there's also another girl who's friends with them called Haley Rance. Okay. And she had she had phone sex with the other twin, Jonathan, which, Christ, can you imagine how that conversation <laughs> went? <laughs> that old Lothario. Yeah. Um, he told me that they had killed their nana. He also said he had cancer and was going to hang himself. Sounds like a sexy conversation. Jeez, I'm turned on. <laughs> yeah. um, she said, he was just saying he wanted to sleep with me. I just agreed to it. I planned to run away and I felt the whole world was on top of me, but we only got as far as the train station. The second, obviously, we, well, I think, I don't well, we know their names, but the second teenager told jurors that Jonathan Maskell told her he was in love with her and wanted to have children with her. Okay. The twins didn't take the stand or give evidence at their trial at the Old Bailey in central London. 
and denied killing their grandmother. They were cleared of murder. What? This is what fucking really astounds me about this. But they were all cleared of murder, but they were all convicted of manslaughter and robbery. Okay. I think this might be an IQ thing Mm. because obviously they had learning difficulties. Yeah. And I think the twins intended to rob her, but Dwayne Johnston killed her. Okay. So they're all involved in manslaughter, if it makes sense. Right. And they're all involved in the robbery. Okay. But only one of them actually killed her. But he didn't get in trouble for it. Or, I mean, he didn't get, like, punished for it. No, they were all convicted of the same thing. Okay. They were all convicted because he said that he, I think what he probably would have said was, I was trying to keep her quiet or yeah, I was trying to restrain okay. her. And it so it was an accident, wrong. in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But if, if you hadn't been robbing them, then yeah. maybe that wouldn't have happened. Right. Don't put your hands on an old lady. No. Don't rob anyone. No. <laughs> You've just got out of juvie for stealing cars. Right. What an <laughs> what idiot. What are you doing? Um, Judge Gerald Gordon jailed them for, this is shit, nine years each. What? They're So they're out of jail now. They'll do half of that, yeah. It's difficult to imagine a more despicable crime. Well, doesn't sound like it from what you suggested, like from what you fucking sentenced them to. Right. Sounds like they've got fuck all. I guess, though, like burglary has a lesser sentence i'm sure than murder or accidental murder they've obviously got a good lawyer who says look it just all, they're all boys will be boys it all went wrong blah 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 so for reasons of pure greed and regardless of the effect upon her you set out to rob her you could so easily have arranged to steal while she was out and safe but not a bit of it this judge is weird yeah <laughs> Don't condone robbing people while people are out. Don't right. condone robbing at all. What are you trying to say? Even though you knew that in order to rob, she would have to be restrained to enable you to carry out your ransacking of what little remained to her, that is what you chose to do. The fact that this thuggery was mindless is no consolation to Miss Hallwood or her immediate family who have been devastated by what has happened. The last thing the twins heard as they walked down to the cells was Mrs. Hallwood's son shouting, Bye, scumbags! Uh, yeah and that is the tale of the mascal twins wow what a couple of dumb idiots <sighs> never I... write things down no or draw them on your chest <laughs> it's the lessons that we learn from this podcast also the uh similarities between our stories is like getting your family members involved uh loose lips sink ships don't yeah. tell people shit like <laughs> keep it to yourself don't write it down. Even Israel Keys kept a diary. Right. And he drew those stupid pictures. Uh, don't get me started on those. Like, <laughs> he didn't... Like, okay, his diary didn't say, Dear diary, today I killed so-and-so. But it did say, like, I'm here doing this. If you are going to go as far to, like, not book tickets or book two tickets and just take one, then why the fuck are you writing shit down? Right. It's just You're an idiot. proof that they have to get it out. The, the no one can keep it in no human is that good yeah and this podcast is proof that we can't keep anything in either <laughs> drugs what would drugs, you rather do my fanny no they went up they were just in the pants <laughs> it wouldn't hold up in a court of law i'm sure there's some sort of statute of limitations <laughs> yeah exactly it was advil especially on paracetamol <laughs> look we've all been there i'm not here to judge you um 
So, Rach, what are your plans for New Year? What are you doing tonight? Uh, me and Will are going to dress up and go nowhere. Are you? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so nice. Yeah, I don't think I've dressed up all year, and I really miss it. Talissa, when you come visit, yeah, everything's going to be fine again, and we're going to yes. dress up every single day in sequins and fancy jewelry and go to the Dude. coffee shop and buy donuts. I have a sequin cape and oh. I'm going to wear that shit. Yeah. Like also Carly said something the other day which really stuck with me which was like after the first world war which was 1914 to 1918 mm. they had the roaring 20s which is like when yeah. prohibition ended and everything oh, yeah, was good I again. I posted that. It was a uh... Uh, it was like because there was a big pandemic in 1918, mm. and then that was followed, and there was World War One, and that was yeah. followed by the ro- Roaring Twenties. So that's going to be us. What goes down must come up. Yeah, and I have this really interesting book that I got for Christmas, and I really want to talk about it when I finish it. But it's basically about like how the cycles that our country and the world have gone through, and how this is like the same kind of cycle as the roaring 20s like we're about to enter that oh god i hope so yeah yeah and they go they go back like even further and and they compare it's basically like every 80 years 80 to 100 years yeah like a 100 year cycle pretty much right exactly yeah there's everything to look forward to um you won't i don't know if you'll know this i don't know if you're living in the country at the time um i i am a staunch labor supporter like i love labor even jeremy corbyn who i didn't know that (laughs) we never (laughs) mentioned it you fucking bore but like i um i even like jeremy corbyn who people hate Uh he has had some anti-semitic backlash recently which obviously i do not fucking agree with but i think that mostly stems from the fact that he is uh not pro-israel okay He's very pro-Palestine. Okay. And I think he's not backward in coming forward about that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that seeps out and he becomes anti-Semitic to members of the Labour Party who are Jewish, which is sure. not fucking cool. I do right. not support that. Right. But I do support a lot of his other policies. But the roaring Labour times, right, were the 90s. And Tony Blair was um, the Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. I miss Tony Blair so bad. really and you know what his fucking theme song was it was by take that and it went things can only get better (laughs) (laughs) yeah i do but i didn't know that about tony blair he like walked onto stage with that blaring it was like his fucking entry (laughs) music like a boxer oh my god it was so good and people were like oh war in iraq war in iraq and i'm just like look Loads of presidents started wars. Stop yeah. going on about it. <laughs> yeah, I've had two wines. I'm really sorry. It's fine. I need to catch up with my... Uh... Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So we're going to dress up and we're going to drink champagne and... Oh. That's it. What about you? It's almost... I mean, you're eight hours ahead. So what is it? Like almost eight there? It's almost eight o'clock. It's yeah. six minutes to eight. Um, yeah, my friend Jenny's coming over soon. She's done four negative COVID tests, so we're all good. Okay, um, awesome. And she works for the NHS. Okay, uh, cool. Is that the door? That's the door! She's oh. here! 
Okay, bye, Rach. Love you, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to Transatlantic Crime this week. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Transat Crime Pod, Instagram at Transatlantic Crime, and on Facebook with Transatlantic Crime Podcast. Thanks, bye. Ha <laughs> <laughs>